Hello and welcome to the Afro People Hour podcast. It is I, your host Mireille, and I'm here with my lovely co-host. Hi everyone, it's Daniel, the boss. Hey, the boss. Happy chocolate day. Happy uh, Valentine's Day to all. The boss. So, what's Valentine's Day for you like? Well, for me, that's not really something that I celebrate on like one special day. I choose to celebrate this, you know, every day. So, it's like an ordinary day for me. Yeah, for you. But what about your fiance? I've been lucky. Yeah, I've been lucky that I met someone who is like me in terms of for us, it's a regular Monday. So, <laughs> so you guys celebrate the uh, Valentine's the entire year, which is actually great because I feel like some people really exaggerate the whole thing of blowing it all out for just that one day. Then the remainder of the 364 days a year, they just ignore each other. So that exactly. they have their flowers and chocolates and red dresses for the gram, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, some people do celebrate each other all year and they do like to, you know, go all out on Valentine's Day. And that's okay. It's been really nice seeing all of like the surprises and like the reactions from people. So that's uh, really cool. But not to put the damper on anyone's mood here today. Do you actually know the story behind how Valentine's Day came about? No idea about that. Okay. So there's been many like tales, but this one is the one that I I feel like it's it's true. So unfortunately, for those of you who did not know, okay, Valentine's Day was actually based off of a tragic death. Yes. Yeah, so the tragic death of um uh, a priest called Saint Valentine. This is what happened. Okay. So Valentine um defied so back then, right? In the in uh you know two two hundred and seventy eighty, uh this Valentine defied the emperor's orders by secretly marrying couples. So what he was doing was he was trying to spare husbands from uh going into war because the emperor thought that married men made soldiers weak so they so the emperor did not, <laughs> the emperor did not want any uh, any of the soldiers to be married so if you're if you're married then he says oh yeah weak so you will not go to war so what valentine was doing was he was marrying off this couple secretly so now the emperor caught him and oh, wow. sent yeah and sent him to jail and then guess what happened valentine it looks like valentine fell in love with the jailer's daughter allegedly with the jailer's daughter because she used to go visit him and then he wrote her a letter and he kind of uh, at the very end he put from your valentine sorry <laughs> like you said people don't know the story behind this because it's just a day that we all think oh lovely lovely but like you said it's a crazy story yeah but think about it though there's always something behind like okay how did how did we suddenly you know turn from you know making valentine's day about chocolate about flowers about yeah. you know so those two things flowers and chocolates have been like a thing in the modern day so um but i'm sure this was inspired back from you know the past days there is something vain about valentine's day but just because people kind of go all out and put that display on social media so it just makes mm -hmm. it feel like are you doing this for show or are you doing this for for real because 
every single like influencer that I, I mean that I've seen on social media, like they all wore a red dress and then they were coming out from a hotel, you know, even French influencers, African influencers, like rose petals on the in the hotel room. So I'm like, is this a thing now? Like you go to hotel rooms to wear a red dress, <laughs> and um that's essentially how you set up the vibe. Wait, am I this old or I just realized what you were saying when you said the gram? Is the gram Instagram? Oh my god, Danny. <laughs> I can't because you were saying that they're posing on the gram with their Valentine's yeah, Day. Like, what is the about gram? IG, IG, oh, Instagram. Oh, that's just how old I am, huh? That's right. Get with the gram. <laughs> In other very important news, it was the Super Bowl. I don't watch the Super Bowl, okay? I I, I could <laughs> I could care too less about the Super Bowl, but halftime is my damn. Big football game. <laughs> yeah, oh, well. I mean, I haven't really been able to get into, like, American football. I would yeah. go for the ambiance, right? But, mm -hmm. mm, yeah. For everybody who doesn't really know what Super Bowl is, just like the finals of the American football. It's kind of like, you know, with soccer, we have the World Cup finals or the African Cup finals. But, yeah, Super Bowl ball is the finest of the american football why are you calling you super ball super ball like a ball super ball <laughs> super ball ball there, there you go <laughs> yeah so halftime show with dr dre snoop dogg i did not expect 50 cent honestly i wasn't paying attention to the lineup this year i knew that it was gonna be led by dr dre snoop dogg i knew mary g Blige, jeremy j Blige, but i did not know 50 Cent was going to be performing. So when he sh finally showed up with the, you know, upside down, I was like, what the hell? And who the hell is that? But Please tell me you have seen all the memes out there. I, I, oh, my God. The memes <laughs> are so funny. Like, I have been cracking up so much. It's been so funny because people were like, no, 50 Cent, you know, doing the upside down. Like, now that he's older, they were like, he's struggling to hang up there, waiting for his turn to perform. That's and then hilarious. when he was moving around, he said he's a little behavior than when he did the this song when he was younger there are all kinds of meme out there it's so funny just watch it, it is no it is but you know how you wake up the next day from the super bowl you're hearing about like oh yeah the show was this the show was that mm -hmm. and can you guess the headline from the new york post about the super bowl halftime show every artist there were very old no okay well let me read the, the headlines Snoop Dogg smokes weed right before star-studded Super Bowl 2022 halftime show. I'm just like, what? And then they actually have a picture of Snoop Dogg, like where he's bending oh, down. Oh, yeah, to, like, I think I saw that. <laughs> but hold up. Excuse me. First of all, this was in California, and, and weed is legal in California. So That's true. how, <laughs> number one, how did this make the news, and why are they clutching their pearls over, like, Snoop Dogg? smoking weed i feel like whoever wrote this article literally has no idea about who snoop dogg is and how what his exactly. aura and vibe is i'm like do you know who that is like why That's is this literally the all news? he does <laughs> yeah like why is it making the news i know um you know there are a lot of other highlights throughout the you know throughout the halftime show with kendrick lamar yes. you know singing the, the black life matters anthem mm -hmm. that was pretty cool and then eminem came out and you mm -hmm. know he took a knee mm -hmm. so that was um no which is really interesting because in the past when colin kaepernick took a knee he was out of the nfl 
So that's why people were shocked that Eminem came and took a knee in yeah. support of you know, all the black And they had told him not knees. to not to take a knee. And apparently it seemed like that's what he agreed not to, but he did it anyways. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what the repercussions are that uh, you know are gonna be for him, but hey, it's Eminem. He has the right to do that, huh? Not that he has the right, but I'm saying he has the um to do that so mm-hmm. he, he is a, a white man after all so uh i don't think he's gonna face the same repercussions like a black man would have so if that's his way of standing up to take the fight then go for it bro but it was really funny talking about this halftime show because um, i had uh, one of my friends he didn't know anybody who was there oh of course, my a white guy but he was like oh my i don't know God. any of these artists he's but like, you know the funny artist. thing when i was watching you know how like in the past halftime shows when i've seen like the artists perform people in the back are actually like you know maybe cheering and clapping and dancing like the entire crowd i don't know maybe it was how they panned out the camera it just seemed like people were standing like they were they just don't know who that was like I was like, are you kidding me? Do you know where you are? And because there were also a lot of celebrities who were there because the tickets for the games were very expensive for that game. Just to get a seat in the top, they call it in the nosebleed seat, you couldn't get one because a a fan was filming how much he paid for his ticket. He paid 4800 for a ticket to sit on the nosebleed area just to be in the field. I'm like, I sat at home. I watched it on my TV. It was the same entertainment. So I don't know why uh, I would pay four thousand eight hundred I mean, to be in if there. You, if you are like a huge super fan, trust me, I've seen people who go all out. But again, don't try to live above your means, though. If you can't afford it, if you can afford it, then yeah, I can see people being dedicated enough to pay that amount of money to be in the environment with the rest of like their crew and supporting their team. By the way, you know, I still don't know who even played the Super Bowl. I know it was somebody, I know it was a team from Cincinnati and uh, what was, and what was, is it from LA or something? So quiz time in LA, which teams are in LA for national football? Okay. Think about a car brand. LA Dodgers or something? Close. Dodge. What does Dodge go with in terms of cars? Dodge. It starts Ram. with an R. There you go. Dodge Ram? No, but the last part. Rangers? No, you said it. The Rams. Oh, so, so the LA Rams. There you go. LA Wait, Rams. What kind of name is that? The LA, <laughs> <laughs> LA Rams. Exactly. The LA Rams versus the Cincinnati. Don't know. It's a card name. A Bengal. Oh, the Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals. There you go. Hmm, okay. And just for reference, the average ticket price was $6,136 for that game. That's crazy, 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 crazy. Will you pay that for someone that you like or like a concert that you like or let's say... That six thousand, but that come with a personal. I don't know that. Does it come with with the artist? Does the artist get to go home with me? <laughs> because I'm sorry. What is it? I, I mean, I go all out for my concerts, and I like to, you know, have my enjoy myself and be in the mm-hmm. front row seats. But six thousand, brah. Like, if what, like, really like, what does it come with? If it, if it's just for a seat to be there, then no. I I'm realistic in that. In that way. Yeah, you'll be there with all the celebrities. Like you said, you have Snoop Dogg there, you have Mary J. Blige, yeah, but you have what are they LeBron doing for James. Me? What are they doing for me? Do I get an autograph for all of, all of them? Pictures with all single one, all of them? You were all in the same place. That's what you get. You were all in the same group. No, you so you're telling me that I pay 6000 just to breathe 
the same <laughs> air that's free just because I'm sitting around like there you go. There nah, you go. <laughs> that doesn't work for me. I can see the package being like, okay, the six grand, you get to go to the game. Then there's an after party where you get to hang out with the celebs and network with them. But I feel like those type of shows, they will put that in the package. But even when you go to the after party, you probably will not even get the chance to like go near any of them because they have like their guards or their security. people that are like security mm -hmm. that's like blocking people from just like randomly going up. I found it really interesting too how the Super Bowl is, like you said, American football. But if you ask the general audience in Europe, Africa and in other places, they will tell you that they watch the Super Bowl. I actually have you no know, Fabrice in Germany. He said he watched the Super Bowl. So I was like, what? He said, yeah, like I don't watch any football game, but the Super Bowl, I watched that one. He enjoyed the halftime show that he watched the game and the halftime show. He's like, wow. Of course, he loves mm -hmm. Eminem. That's his number exactly. one. Exactly. So I'm sure he was so, yeah, like. People in Europe watch the Super Bowl too a lot. So it's pretty interesting to see how it's viewed around the world. Yeah. Well, um, I went through this article this morning and it broke my heart when I read what happened. Um, so unfortunately, a 33-year-old woman of Asian descent was killed in her apartment by a man that followed her into a building. Um, this happened in, in New York. Her name was Christina Yuna Lee. May she rest in peace. Now, when I read this headline, I was just like, let this not be a black person because I feel like the narrative that has been going on is that like black, some black people are targeting Asians and uh, so. Just tell me it wasn't a hate crime. But you see, that's where that's where I was reading the article to figure out like, okay, like is was this a hate crime? Was it just a random piece of garbage that was just on the street? And again, this was the New York Times person followed her all the way to her apartment. And she had she got she went up the stairs, he got got in behind her, and then he stabbed her like so many times. Oh um, my god. Yeah. The reason why I wanted to bring light to this was just because uh, I know that there's been an issue with black and white crime and um when it happens to another race, are we covering that up or is it just as simple as well? It wasn't really a hate crime because of this. So when they arrested the dude, because he was still in the building when they called, somebody called, ended up calling 911. Mm -hmm. He tried to run away. They caught him. And then as he was walking out, there was this journalist who seemed to be, I think, an Asian journalist asking him, like, why did he target an Asian woman? So this dude was homeless, um, number one. This was mm -hmm. a homeless, homeless dude. And he looked so raggedy. He looked like he was maybe on drugs or something. Like he just, he did not look all the way there. That was my impression of the person I was looking at that they arrested. Oh. Um, so I'm thinking, you know, this is a mentally unstable person that is homeless. And reading into the article as well, he had been arrested multiple times before mm -hmm. for several mis misdemeanors and he was let out. My impression that this is a case, this was not a case of hate crime. I mean, this is from the information that has been presented to me that I've read and consumed, right? Presumption is that this is not, this was not a hate crime just targeted at a person of Asian descent. It was just some stupid piece of garbage that was on the street. 
I wasn't supposed to be on the streets in the first place. Wasn't supposed to be let out by the by the system that followed an innocent woman back to where she lived and stabbed her. Majority of the comments were all like, "Well, this is a hate crime. Mm -hmm. That it shouldn't it shouldn't matter." Like, yeah, I do agree that hate crimes happen. Um, mm -hmm. We didn't we didn't all racist like. It's, but not just putting it in one box that everything that happens is a hate yeah, crime. Yeah, I mean, if hate, hate crimes races. hate crimes exist amongst all races. Hispanics, Asians, Caucasians, mm -hmm. Black people. Like, it's really tiresome. I've heard the things that, you know, people have said about each other, and it's just really, really tiring. I do want to say that, like, there is a, quite a possibility that, yes, we can still talk about hate crime happening mm -hmm. and as well shed light to the system, how the system is failing the entire country or failing the people. I it, agree. Does, it doesn't have to be mutually exclusive. Oh, this case has to be treated as a hate crime because a black person killed an Asian mm -hmm. woman, you know, like we can still review the occurrence of that and hold back until it's proven without absolute reason that this is, this guy was targeting because where is the proof that he was targeting because of know, her race, because yeah. of her race, you know, what no. was the proof? What, what did he say to her? Who heard anything else? Like what, like, did he, like, do you know him from the past of targeting just Asian women? Like, what is the previous history? No, yeah, because I even saw the video of him when they were arresting him and he was leaving the house. He's just like, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. He looked like he's not mentally stable. Yeah, I didn't kill nobody. So, exactly. So. so that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it might not be a hate crime. It might be a mental, another issue that we need to focus on, like you said. Not just what yeah, I just crime. want to speak out already, you know, to the Asian community out there that, you know, we're not saying this to say hate crimes do not exist there's absolutely cases they do. Of, mm -hmm. of black people targeting asians which is unfortunate but white people have will have done it other races have done it and vice versa asians have targeted blacks black and white and so on so i wanted to just shed light to this topic because nypd data has shown a 361 percent in the anti-asian hate crime since covid started 361 percent that's a high amount. So that's just, that's crazy. I mean, mm -hmm. it's something that the black people have been dealing with this for centuries, right? Um, but it's really just as a recent that we're now get, shedding more light onto like the Asian community and what they're going through. So it's absolutely heartbreaking to to hear the things that are happening and topics like mental health, public safety, race and gender dynamics must be addressed together. Like we cannot just like separate them as different uh, in silos as if they, they cannot coexist because all these things affect what's happening today. I mean, one thing that really caught my attention when I read the article uh, was this particular part. I'm going to read it and then you tell me what that sounds like. So. Okay. Andrew Oaks, 30, who lives in the building, said that he was awake at 4.30 a.m. when he heard screams that sounded like something of a mo out of a movie. He added that he thought nothing of it until he heard banging on the door and the police began questioning residents later in the morning. Whoa. First of all. So, <laughs> exactly. If you hear somebody screaming, why are you not calling the police? Why do you think it's normal that you have to just stay quiet to hear banging again before you do something? Yeah. So I feel like we've just, this political correct society has just like, I don't know. I feel like it's just 
effed up people's brains that we just don't know how to act anymore and um some people say well you know you know if somebody something's happening next door i want to mind my business i don't want to go ahead and call the police and then what if it's a you know innocent person that is just maybe but at the same time with what's happening these days like especially if you're living in that kind of community i feel like you should really pay it to what's happening to your your Mm -hmm. neighbors okay well speaking of more bright news have you been watching the olympics surprisingly i thought i'll not be watching the winter olympics but yes i have been watching some of it okay well we have some great news for the black community so Erin Jackson is the very first American black woman to win the medal uh, for the 500 meter since 1994. Wow. Yay. And actually she was actually, she was replacing her uh, teammate that could not um, be in the race and she, she won. So that's very, wow. that's incredible. What a story. Yeah, it, it's so funny because whenever I uh, watch the Olympics, I've just never like, I've always wondered like, okay, I'm pretty sure the only African country that will participate is South Africa. But to my surprise, there were like quite a few other African countries that um, that had representatives to participate. In the Winter Olympics? Exactly. I'm like, how the hell is that <laughs> happening when y'all don't have snow? Like, I mean, I know. It, it makes sense for places like the Middle East or... In most of Africa, I'm like, how? Where are you even training? Like, what's what's happening? Like, how 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 are you even? I think I may have an idea because things you know, um, many people have like um, their parents or their. So maybe you were born in like the U.S. or somewhere in France or somewhere in Norway, but your parents is from another country in Africa. So maybe you can take that country and represent it in the olympics that's true so you but think like, you a, like train... a third a third generation um, exactly person. so you train in the usa you train in france or norway but you represent, you represent you know, the country of nigeria your... oh. or ghana <laughs> do you know by chance how many um african countries are there representing this winter olympics so it looks like at the 2022 winter games africa is represented by six athletes from five countries so eritrea ghana madagascar morocco and nigeria let's go africa i know and five of of them Mm -hmm. are competing in the alpine skiing and one in cross-country skiing that's quite interesting yeah yep i'm rooting for everybody black let's go <laughs> you know who's who uh who said that statement is it a sport person or a musician or an actor no is an uh well she's she's an actor hmm viola davis ah nice one but that was Issa Rae. this oh. was at the, at the 2017 um, um um emmys so you know how when they're interviewing celebrities and they're like yeah who are you reading for today and then they're like yeah i'm reading for this show and this show and then she was just like i'm reading for everybody black <laughs> that's actually funny because yeah they've been having issues too i think that's one place to where they have issues with a lot of um black um producers actors and people don't get nominated as much as the white so that's another big topic for another day yeah granted are we are we wanting to see representation or are we just wanting to fill a quota because this brings out the the thing of like okay shows like the bad the bachelor or the bachelorette Mm -hmm. right which in the u.s 
majority of the contestants were literally white people okay mm -hmm. it's only in the past what few recent years that we've had one you know black bachelor bachelorette we had one black bachelor and then we had a biracial bachelorette <laughs> so just have like, the one representation yeah so i'm just like okay i did now struggling to just fill out the quota so that it cannot be cancelled or are they actively looking to make sure that everybody's represented so yeah like it's so crazy when you think about it that this can be taken in any different area because look at what we're talking about the super bowl do you know in the nfl there's only been one black coach that has been the coach of a team for more than one season this season there's only one black coach for the whole 32 teams can That's you imagine crazy. that why the nfl is majority of black people playing there so that's why somebody coined the term the NFL has the slave mentality where it's white owners and black players. Yikes. But yikes. I don't think it's that bad, but yeah, but that's why people are like, why don't they give black coaches more yeah, um, yeah. more access? So they've tried to introduce a rule now that for, from the from now on, any interviews you do, you have to get a black coach to be interviewed too. Interesting. Well, I yeah. mean, if that's what they gotta do to get more um people of color up there, then that's what you gotta do. You know, I feel like we've just acted as if the African Cup of Nations never happened. <laughs> I think we left from such a high of Cameroon almost winning and then Cameroon being knocked out by Egypt and uh, just watching the rest of the game and so much happening. We kind of took a small hiatus after that, but the champions of the African Cup of Nations is ding, 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 Senegal. Let's go Lions of the Tiranga. Oh my goodness, I was so happy. I mean, not to just throw shade <laughs> at Egypt, but I was like... <sighs> and you know where I stand on that? Because I was so worried things, you know, most of the Canadians were supporting Egypt when they played Ivory Coast. Yeah. But I told them, I said, guys, no, Egypt is our rival. Let's be worried because when we go now and we have faced a team like Egypt, that's going to be for Cameroon. So once they yeah, took Cameroon out, out, my heart was shattered. So that's why I was so happy. <laughs> Your belief has been Senegal. shattered. Yeah, I was watching Senegal like on my hands pressed tight. I, I was think, so worried. I think the entire continent was rooting for Senegal to win. Well, yes. maybe besides South Africa, no shade, but majority <laughs> of the comments I've been seeing on Twitter and uh, Twitter or social media were like South Africa was like supporting Egypt. I mean, no shade to Egypt, but some of your fans are just, just nasty. So that means that exactly that Cameroon is still close to Egypt. Egypt seven trophies, Cameroon five. We are coming for you, Faros. Yeah, but anyway, let's put the drama aside and congratulations. on Senegal. The first time win. The first time win. I'm sure the, the celebrations cup, yep. were crazy. It was because actually in Senegal, they nearly took um, the day and make it a public holiday. When they arrived there, people filled the street. People left their work. What do there you was mean? Nobody in the well, office. Hold on, hold on. What do you mean by the nearly? Why did it wasn't a public holiday? But yeah. it should have been. Like that's literally the standard in Cameroon. As soon as they won, the literally, literally the next day would have been a public holiday. Like they would have exactly. announced it before, like before the morning, the sun even rose the next morning. So. Exactly. So yeah, it was really like just 
a whole field was filled. Nobody was at work. Everybody left their work. And then the president even came and gave everybody in the Senegalese team a piece of land as well as money. So they get Hold money on. and a piece of land too. Excuse me. Hold on. <laughs> Wait, who's president? You mean Paul Bia? No, Senegal. <laughs> oh, whew. you scared me for a second. No, I thought no. you were saying that, oh, after they won the match, you know, Cameroon's president gave them land. I'm like, oh, excuse no, no, you. No. Like, why? We, why? <laughs> we just won third place. We just won third place. Not really like the final, but okay. it's Senegal. So, so, yeah, president gave them land. That's yeah, nice. which is that's pretty good. Nice. You have land and money. Like, that's what you need, right? To be a to be successful. Yeah, I'm very happy and proud for uh, proud of them. But you know, I've realized that in sports a lot of people just root for the underdog. And to be honest, it was well deserved too because they've been playing very good soccer or football for the past two years and they're the number one African team in the rankings. So last last um, African Cup, they were in the finals against Algeria and they lost to Algeria. Yeah, so now, but uh, almost doesn't count if they're exactly. not winning. If you, literally, you have now, if you're not a winner, you're a loser. So everybody from second place is a loser. <laughs> exactly. So that's why they had to win this time to at least justify them being the top-ranked African team in the world. Good. Now, there were other accolades that were given once the AFCON was over. So who were the winners of those accolades? Can you the run The best through? player of the tournament went to Senegalista, Sadio Mane. The top goal scorer, Mireille, you know who the top goal scorer was? Abubakar. Vincent Abubakar of Cameroon. Abubakar. Exactly. Well deserved. Now, the biggest debate came on the part of the goalkeeper of the tournament. Everybody, yeah. even me, I agree. think that the, the Egyptian, the Egyptian goalkeeper I should agree. be the goalkeeper of the tournament. He was the star of the show. Exactly. I agree. But seeing Senegal won, they gave it to the Senegalese goalkeeper. Yeah, I think and they even have him. To do... Yeah, and even the Senegalese goalkeeper, Edouard Mendy, was like, yeah, I don't deserve this. You should give it to Egypt. Because in all their penalties, he's been saving them. When they play against Ivory Coast in penalty, he saved them. Against Cameroon, he saved them. I guess um, Senegal, he tried his best. So that's why the poor, like... No, even during the game, I was the yes. in the finale. He was like, yes. knocking those... Senegal, you exactly. know, was, was putting pressure, but he was knocking those balls out. Yes. the balls out. So, so that's why, like, I everybody was, was talking about that. I was very that. impressed by his gameplay. I was like, dang. No, like, yeah, it was pretty like, good. Are, are these people from Egypt now using the, the, the gris-gris from North Africa? <laughs> <laughs> The, the Greeks are complaining Grigi. about, huh? <laughs> exactly. Can't win everything. So, congratulations again to Senegal. Congratulations to uh, second place Egypt and uh, Cameroon third place. So, and great job too to Cameroon for organizing this African Cup of Nations. Yes, the half. You see the um was not I think halftime the show. Final the ceremony. final ceremony show. Yes, it was it really was great. Incredible. Fireworks, everything it was really great. And they had Cameroonian artists to perform. Yes. But my yes. finally, you have <laughs> artists, you have such a variety of artists in the country. Like, why are you not using them? I'm sure yes. some people heard the complaints and they delivered. So it I was, was very impressed. Yeah. Very, very impressed. So have they decided where the next show will be? The next, sorry, I say next show. Of the show. Next, <laughs> where the next tournament is going to be. Yeah, so the next tournament coming up will be in Ivory Coast. So Ivory Coast is scheduled to host the next AFCON. Ooh, so Ivory exactly. Coast has drama. <laughs> so Ivory Coast has drama with Cameroon now. Like, exactly. Are they, are they going to remember the beef from 2022? Or Let's see. Let's see. 
But speaking of which, in the coming month of March, you know, we have the World Cup final games for the teams that will represent Africa. So okay, no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. This is this is too much information at once. Okay, All right, uh, give us a lowdown. What's going on now? Now that we're done with the AFCON, we have the World Cup qualifiers on the way. In Africa, get ready for a rematch of Senegal versus Egypt. Those are the two teams playing each other for to determine who will be in the World Cup. So either Sadio Mane or Mohamed Salah will be in the World Cup, not both of them. Okay, here is the problem I have. Why are two of African's strongest teams playing against each other to be qualified for the World Cup? Why? It was just the draw. The draw made it in a way that Senegal had to face Egypt. Merde. Because on the other hand, guess who Cameroon has to face to know if they're going to the World Cup? What, Burkina Faso or Ivory Coast? Who was complaining about Grigri? Ooh. <laughs> is it uh, Morocco or not Algeria? Cameroon is facing Algeria. For the World Cup, you need to kind of explain for people who are not, you know, sports fanatics, how the World Cup works. Every continent has a certain number of teams that go to represent. Yes. So they give a specific number of points or teams to South America. Mm-hmm. Okay. They give a specific number of teams from North America. And North yeah. America is Mexico, uh, USA, and Canada. Okay. And then they have Europe. Yes. And then they have the continent of Asia. Yes. And then they have, you know, um, Africa, obviously. Mm-hmm. And um, what ha- what's put- happening to the, the Australia's, New Zealand's? Good question. They Russia. put those Australia, New Zealand, and the Middle East in one group too. Because they are not as big as the other nations who has way more countries. So what about what Russia? Continent? No, Russia is part of Europe. But you see, Russia is a big-ass country, so... <laughs> yeah, but... They, they can claim that, well... True, true, but they're still part of Europe. True that. But yeah, now, so I'm just focusing now on the African qualifiers for the World Cup. How many How many um, teams does Africa get? You can get five teams to represent. Okay, so... Mm-hmm. And, that, and those five teams are still smaller than the number of teams coming out from Europe. Yes, or South America, Europe, correct? exactly. Yes, they have why? way more... Why is that the case? Because they tend to say that Europe have more of their kids involved in soccer than in Africa. Because they are more involved in like football federations. In yes, other- exactly. That they have more countries who have a football federation compared to Africa. So Africa is not as But how is that our fault? How is it our fault that it's not developed? Like I don't understand like this whole unfairness of the whole situation. That's what they're trying now to expand it for the next, um, I think the next World Cup in um, USA. Africa, two more teams. So two more countries will be involved. So hopefully it helps to make it better and even across the, the continent. Okay, so which other African teams are have already qualified? Egypt is playing Senegal. Cameroon is playing Algeria. Then we have Nigeria versus Ghana. And finally, Tunisia versus Mali. Congo and Morocco. Interesting. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing how that pans out. And finally, my people, this is Champions League week. PSG playing Real Madrid, Inter playing Liverpool are the two big games to look forward to of soccer. Okay, what's going to be our quote for the day? The African proverb for today is, Celui qui ne connaît pas un chose, connaît quelque chose d'autre. In English, he who does not know one thing knows another. No one can know everything, but okay. everyone 
know something. Know something. Yeah, but not everything somebody knows is necessary. <laughs> <laughs> necessary for your survival. That's so, true. That's true. Because you can know some stupid things that don't even help you progress. So, but that's yeah, true. that's true. Not everybody can know everything. So know something there. that exactly. you know, you're pretty sure and pretty good at. Exactly. So. If you enjoy our show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We are available everywhere you stream your podcasts. It's been I, your host, Milai, and the boss. We will see you another time. Goodbye. Ciao.